Welcome, welcome, welcome back to They Made Their Way to the Ring. I'm back, the podcast is back, and it's all about that season two. It's been a minute, how are you doing? Can I just say thank you first off for all the support you've given to season one. Reaching 22 countries worldwide is a huge achievement for a fan in a UK countryside town and one that I am massively proud of. But it wouldn't be possible without you, the streamers, the fans of women's wrestling and of course this podcast. So season two, it's going to be stacked. You're going to eat. I've got much of the same coming up, episodes full of your favourite female superstars, both past and present, their careers, best moments as voted for by you, and my thoughts on their contributions to the world of wrestling. This week, I bring to you another former diva, a beautiful blonde who was one third of Vince's Devils, a two-time Playboy cover girl, natural babyface, and a diva who didn't always come to the ring alone. She was armed with a killer smile, a kiss for the universe, and a four-legged furry friend named Chloe. Yep, you should have guessed it by now. You requested it. She's a Hall of Famer. Okay, okay, okay. You didn't think I'd forget, did you? By the way, season one was my ring announcing debut, but this, this is season two. I've done it before. I'm feeling more confident. So, for the first time this season... Making her way to the ring... From Boise, Idaho, WWE Hall of Famer, Tori Wilson. You like that? I like it. Actually, speaking of ring announcing, you know, my dream career, can we just give a minute to Samantha Irvin? The way she announces is literally just something. I've highlighted this on my Twitter many times and had a few reactions from Samantha herself when I brought it up as the best name she calls to the ring. Here goes, here goes. Chelsea Green. Don't tell me y'all don't love it. We all love it. Anyway, where was I? Season two. Let's go. Tori Ann Wilson was born in 1975 in the mountainous Boise, Idaho. She is best known for her time in WWE, but prior to this was a fitness competitor and model achieving various titles globally, including Miss Galaxy. Tori's start in wrestling would be a rather unusual one. She attended a WCW house show with her then boyfriend in 1999 and while involved in the fitness world, Tori had no connections to the wrestling community. She'd never as much as as much as watched a show before. She would be asked on her first trip to the show by Scott Steiner to walk him to the ring for his match. Wow, is that an opportunity or what? Tori would later sign with WCW and debut in a valet managerial capacity accompanying Ric Flair's son David to the ring for his matches. During a short run in WCW, she met Billy Kidman and would eventually become his manager at ringside and a little more besides as the pair's relationship blossomed into something more. They would work together on screen and be part of the faction The Filthy Animals. However, at the end of 2000, Tori had issues with WCW. Contract negotiations weren't working out and she felt the company fell apart and she would part ways with the promotion soon after. In 2001, WWF bought out WCW and Tori was back. It was actually good old Jim Ross that was responsible for Tori signing with WWF. She would be involved in the WCW invasion storyline, often teaming with fellow star Stacey Keebler. But as the Invasion storyline came to an end and WCW became WWF, Tori would shine on SmackDown in her first major storyline as 
just another of Vince's on-screen affairs. Tori and Stacy got their debut match together in a brown panties tag match. <laughs> oh, how times have changed, thankfully. Against Lita and Trish Stratus at the Invasion pay-per-view. The WCW girls lost this match, but the next night on Raw, Tori would get some redemption as she defeated Trish in a paddle-on-a-pole spanking match. This match was good. Tori went for a quick takedown. Trish would counter. We would see multiple attempts to reach the paddle. Some offense back and forth, but it would be Trish up on the turnbuckle reaching to grab the paddle off the pole. But it was Tori that would do the spanking for the win. I rewatched the match before this podcast went out. Tori was never as solid as Trish in the ring, but it drew eyes and the crowd loved it. They achieved the entertainment aspect and it got Tori over as a short-lived heel character. But I think we all know of Tori to be a major natural babyface and that for me will never change. I know some of you disagree, but my take on Tori, when I think of her, she, she is that true American babyface diva and for me, that won't change. I did ask some of you what you preferred, heel or face Tori, and I was quite surprised. A lot of you said heel, but like I say, for me, she's going to be forever the blonde face, the total diva, the total package. Tori became a babyface during her invasion storyline when she developed an on-screen romance with Tajiri, and Stacy took issue with this. We had the WCW girls on opposite sides of good and bad now. This would lead to Tori turning to WWF and leaving WCW behind. This rivalry fired up when it led to the first lingerie match at No Mercy where Wilson defeated Keebler. Over in WWF, the company then had its first brand split and in March 2002, Tori was drafted to SmackDown. Not long after this, WWF ran an angle where Tajiri became jealous of all the male attention Tori was getting on the new brand and began mistreating her. This wouldn't last long as during a match with Hurricane, Tori rebelled. She climbed the announcer's desk and stripped her clothes off, costing Tajiri the win. When I think of this era, Tori and Tajiri, I always think of the SmackDown vs Raw game, PS2, remember it? Rene Dupree making Tori sit backstage during his matches as she was a distraction. Yeah, I guess we know where they took that idea from. So, around this time, WWF would be known as WWE, and a new era would begin. Actually, speaking of WWE games, I've literally bought them all since like 2001, 2002. Do any of you still play? I'd love to know your thoughts. Send me over your favourite games on the socials. Yeah, let me know if they're still going. So, whilst over on the WWE Smackdown brand, Tori Wilson was the it girl, the blonde-haired babyface. In July 2002, Wilson would be interrupted by then WWE Women's Champion Molly Holly during a photo shoot at the beach and she was offered a title match. Molly went on to say how she won real titles in real life. She won the gold because of her wrestling ability. Tori won Golden Thong Awards. After taking some criticism, Wilson accepted the match, then loosened a bikini top for a, la for a last pose of the shoot, inviting Molly to stay and watch. But Molly, yeah, she wasn't hanging around. That segment was full of fun. It was a typical sort of diva era build-up of good versus bad. Wilson later that night was unsuccessful at capturing the gold and this would be Tori's one and only shot at the WWE Women's Championship. In fact, any title in WWE. And that for me, it's, it's a crime. It literally is criminal. 
The match itself was short-lived. Tori came to the ring. She looked fantastic. The bell rang. Molly shoved Tori. Tori countered with a big slap. There was multiple body slams and a big kick. Molly rolled to the outside, but back in the ring, she took control. She, Tori took some chops. There was a cheap shot, a sidewalk slam. Tori countered with an elbow drop and delivered a slingshot to the turnbuckle but no pin attempts at this point until Tori hit Molly with a swinging neckbreaker for a two count. Molly was back to her feet with a giant suplex and a bridge for a two count of her own. The crowd seemed behind Tori for this women's championship match. Tori looked promising until Molly reversed a move from Wilson, delivering a huge powerbomb from the top turnbuckle. Molly then looked as if she was going for a submission move, but the ref saw Tori's shoulders were down and one, two, three. And still, women's champion molly holly i honestly thought this match might be the start of tori's time becoming a champion at some point it looked promising she showed obvious improvement she showed in this match she could hang with molly but sadly as i said that would be her only opportunity at a title and it's crazy to me in a career as long as hers that that was it like i say criminal I do think to this point, it wouldn't have made much sense for Tori to have had many title shots. She was still very green in the wrestling world and hadn't had many years of training behind her like some of the women. But having said that, it was with no shadow of a doubt that Tori made her mark and belonged in the wrestling world. In September 2002, Wilson would enter one of, if not the most talked about of her feuds with, yep, you guessed it, Dawn Marie. It was a very strange angle. Dawn would begin a relationship with Tori's dad, Al. Yep, her dad. Who writes these things, man? It still seems weird to this day, but it got the women the TV time they deserved. So, I'll take that. Dawn got engaged to Al, but told Tori if she spent a night with her in a hotel room, she would call it off. Yeah, no, kids watch this. <laughs> Dawn eventually revealed that it was a plan all along to get footage and release it at the Armageddon pay-per-view. The feud continued into 2003 when the first week of January on Smackdown the couple got married in their underwear. Is anybody else feeling Jerry Springer vibes here? Yeah, I was. One week later in storyline, Al died from a heart attack after having sex on their honeymoon. Uh, to end this crazy feud, Wilson defeated Dawn Marie in a dubbed stepmother versus stepdaughter match at Royal Rumble and thankfully this horror show was over. Now there isn't much to say to this storyline other than cringe but it got the attention, it got a lot of TV time and for as awkward as it was the divas delivered and it's still talked about to this day. Good or bad, talk gets views. So they did good, I said what I said, the divas got done what had to be done. This is why I always say respect the divas era. They did pave the way for the great matches and segments the women get today. 2003 was Tori's Playboy era. She appeared on the cover, cover of Playboy magazine twice in her career. On the Smackdown after WrestleMania 19, she had a segment named Wilson's Playboy Coming Out Party. But she wouldn't celebrate alone. Sable, a former diva and Playboy cover girl herself, returned to WWE after a four-year hiatus. This began another major feud for Tori. Sable would play mind games week after week, one moment like besties, the next like enemies, and this would lead to a bikini contest between the two at Judgment Day. Sable warned Wilson in a backstage segment that she should be a little nervous, as Sable has never lost a bikini contest yet, and she billed it the Playboy Centerfold versus a Playboy Centerfold. 
Tori won the contest by the fans' vote, but it's what happened after the match that had the crowd going wild. Wilson locked lips with Sable, all in the name of no hard feelings. The king couldn't breathe, Taz, Taz dropped to his knees, the crowd popped hard. A notable segment a notable moment, sorry, for this segment was Tori's entrance. Lillian Garcia, the one with the vocals of an angel, the woman who sang Tori's theme, Need a Little Time, performed the song live on stage during Tori's entrance. It was a great touch. Lillian started out, I thought, a little nervous, but I get it. It's understandable. It's a huge deal. But boy, did she get into the song by the end. She was feeling it and the crowd certainly were too. I think the whole rivalry worked, even though the roster wasn't anywhere near as big as it is today and it lacked depth. The, there wasn't a title involved, yet it still drew eyes, and whether we liked it or not, we all picked a side. Team Tory right here. What about you? Do you remember who you were back in? Speaking of themes, I ran a poll on Twitter. Yeah, another poll. What was your favourite entrance theme for Tory? Was it Need a Little Time, sang by Lillian Garcia, longtime WWE ring announcer, featured on season one of my podcast? If you've not checked it out already, please go back and do so. I'm <laughs> just going to plug that. Or her latest beat, A Girl Like That. I didn't um, involve, you know, the common theme that Michelle McCool, that Layla had, because I just thought it gets a little bit confusing then. At least these two themes were primarily owned by Tori Wilson. Um, so yeah, it, it was a it, it was a mixed bag. So fifty percent voted for each. So without a clear winner, I thought I should decide the winning theme, and this wasn't planned. I swear. <laughs> I love both themes. Both catch your attention and stick in your head after hearing them. But I have to say, I did prefer a girl like that. It's more catchy, more edgy, it has more energy. Yeah, so that's that's the clear winner for me. I actually ran a few polls on Twitter for this episode. The next was Tori's best move. I know she didn't have a huge move set, but it's Tori Wilson, man. Come on. She's an integral part of the Divas division, and when she entered the ring, we all cheered. So the choices were the stink face, the clothesline, the face buster, or the swinging neckbreaker. We had lots of votes for this one, and the second place was the swinging neckbreaker. But in first place, your favourite move of Tori Wilson's was the stink face. I have to say that wasn't my choice. When I think of that move, I think of Rikishi. Mine was the clothesline. For all that it's a hugely common move performed by, well, almost everyone, Tori does it best. The way she flies through the air, connects, drops to her knees and right back up for another. It just had an appeal. It's a great move. Yeah, it's an easy move. It's simple, but it always turned heads, and you knew Tori's momentum was on the up when she hit those clotheslines. So, back to her career. From this point on, Tori had a couple of memorable mini feuds with the likes of Nydia, Miss Jackie, and Stacey Keebler. This actually led to another Playboy cover for Tori and Sable. The two divas teamed up on a cover, and the only two divas to achieve this, well, this, two, two divas, two-time Playboy cover girls. I thought the storyline worked well alongside the Playboy opportunity. This story led to an evening gown match at WrestleMania 20 in 2004, where the Playboy girls beat Stacey and Miss Jackie to put an end to the feud. Okay, so it's got to be said, these types of matches, 
let me explain. The novelty matches, they were considered bathroom break matches. I grew up in the Divas era. I've watched WWE for some 25 years now. I've seen the evolution or the revolution or whatever you want to call it. And the truth is, the women today wouldn't have their spotlights and the opportunities they have without these women and these moments. So yeah, I look back, I watch these matches. It was obvious to see the women weren't cared about so much back then, but that's what makes it all the more special. They were glamorous, they showed their beauty and they displayed their athleticism in the short time they had. Go back and watch the Divas as often as you can. Remember, $9.99 a month. It makes you appreciate today all the more. So, Tori would then enter a mini-feud on SmackDown with Melina. This didn't really lead to much except a couple of losses under her belt. Her best m match with Melina for me was the Lumberjack or Lumberjill match the night before the ECW Extreme Strip Poker. Something I swear I never watched. It sounded very, very, very rude. The Lumberjills were Raw Divas Maria and Candice Michelle, SmackDown Divas Ashley and Crystal, and ECW Divas Trinity and Kelly Kelly. I've said it many times, I lived for multi-diva matches and segments. I, I loved them. The match was good. Tori took the lead with some arm drags. Melina rolled under the bottom rope, attempting to leave the ring, but Candice Michelle, with a handful of hair, threw Melina right back in the ring. She was laid on the apron, and Tori hit Melina with a huge sliding kick, back to the, which led her back to the outside of the ring. Each lumberjill, except Crystal, once again pushed Melina back inside the ropes. Melina then returned the favour and pushed Tori to the outside. The Divas stepped back, but Crystal went in for the attack on Tori. Melina took control, but Wilson countered with those clotheslines. Man, they look good. And a suplex for a two count. Melina, back to her feet, delivers a running face buster for her own two count. Tori delivers a neck breaker. This only achieved a two count herself, and another distraction from Crystal leads Melina to a three count with a handful of tights with a roll up. I did expect Tori to pick up the win here given the ECW event the next night, but it set up Tori versus Crystal. Tori delivered a stink face to her after the match and the crowd went wild. In August 2005 on Raw, Tori Wilson and Candice Michelle made their way to the ring to announce they were the newest members of the Raw roster. That Smackdown just couldn't handle the heat. They'd been traded to Raw in exchange for Stacey Keebler and Christy Hemme to Smackdown. The two divas promised they were here on Raw to stir up a little trouble. Cue the heel character for Tori once again. For me, it just never felt right, but we rolled with it and it did turn out to be a great faction. Tori announced another new face to the, to the Raw crowd, the 2005 Diva Search winner, Ashley. I must say, Tori's ring announcing was okay, but I think I would have done better. <laughs> The segment closed out with Tori and Candice delivering a beatdown to Ashley. The coming weeks would be much the same, but Victoria would join Candice and Tori, creating Vince's devils, and Trish would join the fray as Ashley's protector and partner. We would see back and forth wins for both teams, and the feud eventually led to the first ever 3-on-2 brand panties match at WWE Homecoming. All three members of the heel team were stripped and lost the match. Wilson thankfully turned babyface once again when Victoria and Candice turned on her at Candice Michelle's Playboy cover reveal on March the 6th, 2006. <clears throat> the 6th of March, 2006. Damn, I've done it again. At least you can tell I research, right? 
On the 6th of March episode of Raw, Candice Michelle's Playboy cover was revealed. The box was lifted and there she was, the newest Playboy diva. She went on to say how she was the hottest diva on the roster. Hotter than Trish, hotter than Stacey. She was too hot for network TV. Then she turned to Tori and told her that her cover was hotter than both of Tori's covers combined. Ouch. Burn. Tori said she was acting like the biggest bitch that's ever posed for Playboy. The heat was turning up fast. Candice then apologised for not being a good friend, hugged Tori and delivered a wink to Victoria and they took her down. This was a great breakaway segment for Tori. It kept her in the spotlight whilst giving Candice hers. The next week on Raw, Victoria had a women's championship match against champion Trish Stratus. The match was relatively short. Victoria had the upper hand or upper handful of hair for most of it. Trish got snatched. Candice got involved. Then Tori came running out for the save as Victoria had the champion in position for the widow's peak. She delivered a huge face buster and left for the back. Trish picked up the win, securing a title defense. And I always love to see Trish against Victoria. The match felt all the more real, if you like. You could see in matches against some of the talent like Candice, Tori, or even Maria, her moves were limited due to lack of experience from the other girls, but Victoria knew how to wrestle. She was a veteran inside those ropes and she could go. The two put on a clinic and I loved the outcome. Predictable, maybe, but it allowed the heels to look strong, Trish to remain champion, and Tori to shine as a babyface. After the match, Victoria swore to get revenge on Tori, and later on, to close the show, we saw Tori had been KO'd backstage. The feud with Candice went on, stopping at WrestleMania 22, where the pair had a Playboy pillow match, which Wilson won, and into mid-2006, where Tori defeated Candice in a wet and wild wrestling match, featuring water guns and water balloons, with the winner, Tori, receiving the 2006 special summer cover on the WWE magazine. In August 2006, Tori made a special appearance on the third brand ECW, representing Raw in a bikini contest. She was pitted against the baby, babyface, diva, Kelly Kelly, the youngest diva on the roster. A winner couldn't be decided, so a mixed six-person tag match took place. Tori Wilson, Tommy Dreamer and the Sandman versus Kelly Kelly, Mike Knox and Test. Wilson's team won and that was that. In 2007, Tori was drafted back to SmackDown. She became a manager for Jimmy Wang Yang and took part in a mixed tag match against Victoria and Kenny Dykstra. She took part in some multi-diva matches, such as the SummerSlam Divas Battle Royal and the Survivor Series 10 Diva Tag Match. This match was one of my favourites. We saw the WWE Women's Champion Beth Phoenix team with Layla, Jillian Hall, Victoria and Melina to take on Tori Wilson, Michelle McCool, Kelly Kelly, Maria and former champion Mickey James. It had many memorable spots, Melina's entrance being one, when she fell off the apron during her iconic splits entrance, but I was so happy that she got to go again and she nailed it. The multi-diva moments mid-match were also great, we saw Mickey take down Layla, Jillian and Victoria, Beth then grabbed Mickey, Michelle and Tori took down Beth to make the save, but Mickey took the win with the long kiss goodnight on Melina. Tori was one of the longest standing divas in this match and she looked great and nobody, nobody takes Victoria's side slam better than Tori, I have to say. Top seller right there. After this came one of the worst days of my life, literally. 
and it was my birthday of all days. The 23rd of November 2007, Tori's last match. She retired due to ongoing back injuries. I was so happy though that WWE gave her the win for her last match and against one of the best opponents and feuds she'd ever had, Victoria. I didn't have to wait long to see her again however as in April 2008 for WrestleMania 25, Tori did return alongside a host of other divas such as Victoria who was released not long after Tori, Joy Giovanni and Sonny for the 25 Diva Battle Royal. I did go over this match a couple of times in season 1. I didn't like the ending, it had potential to get someone over but they wasted this match in a spot on Santino Morella as Santina. It really wasn't the finest moment. It's the grandest show of the year, the biggest stage of them all. There were lots of potential winners. We could have had, you know, Beth Phoenix dominantly win, Natalia, Alicia Fox, Mickey James, Melina. But no, we got Santina Morella. Enough said. I did say earlier I had some more Twitter questions answered and I asked you to vote for your favourite opponent for Tori and the choices were Victoria, Sable, Dawn Marie or Candice Michelle. The votes came in thick and fast and the winner was Victoria. Not much to say on this one except I agree the right call was made. As I always say Victoria is a workhorse and she can bring out the best in all her opponents. So yeah Tori and Victoria. I would love to see a rematch one day. Let's manifest the hell out of it. In fact, jump over on Twitter and let's hashtag Tori v Victoria one more time. Let's get this trending. So we jump forward to 2008 and Tori was back on our screens. In January, she was honored as one of the greatest females to appear on Raw in the last 25 years, alongside the Bella Twins, Maurice, Terry Runnels, Trish Stratus and more. Then, later that month, Tori was a surprise entrant at number 9 during the first ever all-women's Royal Rumble match. Tori managed to get one elimination and that was my girl Dana Brooke before being eliminated herself by Miss Put Your Hair Up and Square Up, Karen, um, new women's tag team champion Sonya Deville. But that wouldn't be the end for Tori in 2018. As we saw Miss Nice, we get her thrice. In the first ever all-women's pay-per-view evolution in October, Tori was part of the women's battle royal match alongside fellow legends Alundra Blaze, Maria, Ivory and more. Wilson was eliminated by Mandy Rose. And can I just say, Evolution 2, where is it? Do we need it? Hell yeah we do. Again, let's get it trending. The final question I asked you all over on Twitter was, do you think Tori Wilson deserved a Hall of Fame ring in 2019? And the vote was clear, with 85% voting yes, and I have to agree. Tori was inducted into the Elite Club by best friend and former WCW and WWE diva Stacey Keebler. She delivered a great speech and it was clear what the company meant to her. And just this year, Tori repaid the honour when Stacey herself was inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2023. Tori returned once more in the 2021 Royal Rumble, making it her second appearance in the annual match, entering at number 17 and lasting 3 minutes and 59 seconds. She was eliminated by Shayna Baszler. Other surprises that year were Gillian Hall and Victoria. I couldn't believe it. I popped hard. Victoria's exit was brutal. I would have had Tori and Victoria have a moment like Trish and Mickey had. It was deserved, but not to sound sour, at least we got them both back and I loved it. 
the body of work Tori brought over the years was unmatched. It's just, it's just not talked about enough. She stepped inside the ropes with and against some of the greatest to lace a pair of boots. She came through many era, WCW, WWF, WWE, performed at the grandest stage multiple times and still throws down in the ring against the women of today. And I can tell you, she hasn't missed a beat. I'd say people think Hall of Fame and immediately think, you know, how many titles has this person won? Well, Tori, none. But that's okay. It makes her stand out all the more. Her credentials speak for themselves. Tori, for me, is the ultimate babyface to have ever worked for WWE. I do believe the inaugural Divas Champion should have been Tori. I've always said that. A lot of you think the same, but what happened, happened. No, she wasn't Lita, she wasn't China in the ring, but Tori was and still is adored by the fans. When her music hits, people roar, and I think for her to get that reaction all these years down the line, it means she did what she came to do. She entertained, so yeah, I think Tori was rightly inducted into the Hall of Fame, and she didn't need multiple world title reigns to get there, making it all the more special for me. So guys, that wraps up episode one. Thank you all for sticking with the product, for coming back week after week, for sharing and retweeting, helping this content grow and welcoming welcoming me back with open arms. I look forward to episode two and beyond. Watch out for some Twitter spaces, sessions coming up with the host of the Mouthing Off with Mike podcast. Check him out and his great wrestling content. And as always, the DMs are open. Find me on Twitter at Slee underscore Ryan. And if you need me as announcer for your wrestling event, I'll happily oblige. I'm still on the daily grind waiting for my big break. <laughs> is it ever going to happen? This podcast is available on Spotify, Spotify for podcasters and Apple Podcasts too. Just search the title on these platforms and please hit follow or, sus- or subscribe and you'll never miss another episode. Forever repping the Divas era, please drop me a feedback and I'll see y'all next time on They Made Their Way to the Ring. Ding, ding, ding.